0: Miracles happen. The Seattle police have retaken the station house in the Chop Chaz Autonomous Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Summer of Love Festival Zone. Wow. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that the mayor, the dopey mayor of Seattle, that she was quite upset over the fact that uh, they were protesting uh, the anarchists out right outside of her house. And she apparently was moved by that and dangerous. How long is this going to last? Oh, it's good. Well, probably a summer of love. Saddest picture, I think, it just captures the moment. I, I, I'm look, I look staring at this picture. I saw it. Um, James gave it to me. It's from the Daily Wired today, and it is the father of. It's a, it, I'm, this if this doesn't break your heart, Linda, we can put it up on the on the website website, and of a man by the name of Horace Lorenzo Anderson. His son, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., was the first person killed in the Chop Chaz Summer of Love Autonomous Zone, Spaghetti Potluck's Dinner Zone. His son was 19 years old. The pain in this picture, in this man's face, over the loss of his son... I mean, if you have a heart, it will break your heart. And it's all preventable. He went on to talk about this, and he actually said, I've not been sleeping. He goes, you see my eyes? I've been crying. I'm crying. I'm trying hard not to cry on TV, he said. And by the way, his son, if you look... You know, more than a week ago, he was the first person killed in the CHOP zone. Remember the cops that weekend? We'd like to go and give people that have been injured help. Please let us in. Police were begging to get Please
1: in. move out of the way so we can get to the
0: please let us so we can help him so we can help survivors. They fought them. Now, when you get shot, and I think most people understand this, or you have a heart attack or you're having a stroke, you know, seconds makes all the difference in a lot of these cases. His son was the first person killed in the CHOP zone. And uh, he was, you know, his son, an African-American 19-year-old young man. He's, he's, that's America's treasure. Those are our kids. He was the first shot. Now, if you then look at what has subsequently happened, we had another African-American teenager that was also killed. And except this time was 16 years old. That was over the week. Another 14-year-old left wounded. And he's saying, I, I've not been sleeping. You see my eyes. I've been crying. I'm trying not to cry on television. Said it on Cairo and Seattle. This doesn't look like a protest to me anymore. Looks like they just took over and said we can take over whenever we want to. And uh, literally said about the National Guard, says if the city cannot break up the protest alone, the protest alone, officials should bring in the National Guard. Donald Trump has been offering to do that in all these cities. And they should have deployed them here to say it's time to go. It's time to move on. Now, Seattle police, now they've finally begun the process of clearing, um, of, of now clearing by city crews and the Seattle police have actually gotten back into their own, um, you know, their own precincts The one that was taken over can't happen in New York because those are actually burned to the ground. But looks like the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, has had a change of heart. She was the one that said this is a summer of love and these are block parties and spaghetti potluck dinner zones and the mob and the media lied. And they were even called out on live TV, on fake news CNN and MSDNC. You know why? 72 hours earlier, some of those same protesters surrounded Mayor Durkin's private home, prompting her to complain that her family's safety had been threatened. Wow. So now she decided enough's enough. And then finally, they ordered the, you know, heavily armed police officers to conduct a, a like, literally, boom, go in and clean it up. And wipe their, you know, this crime-ridden, murderous little encampment that the mob calls a festive zone and take it back. They've retaken now the East Precinct after clearing out the protest area, making more than a dozen arrests. This is only after the mayor declared the gathering an unlawful assembly. Why the change of heart, Mayor? Does that have anything to do with the fact that you became fearful when this was brought to your front door? Because in that zone, we had a whole police department precinct taken over. In that zone of yours, we had business owners that basically were shut down. Are you going to compensate all of them? In that zone, we had residents that said over and over they did not feel safe. And sometimes had hard times getting into their own home and their own business, you know. And for her to say, "Well, officers enforcing today's order order are wearing a higher level of protective gear," the police said they're utilizing their equipment because individuals associated with the chop are known to be armed and dangerous and may be associated with shootings, homicides, robberies, assaults, and other violent crimes. Media's not been telling you that, but I have been. I don't know, I do believe in God and the power of prayer. This poor man will never see his 19-year-old son again. Neither will the other parents of the 16-year-old and the 14-year-old. And neither will any of the parents that lost kids in Chicago. Or any of the kids that lost parents in Chicago. As that carnage now has gone on for years. It is sad. It is preventable. Law and order. Every American deserves law and order. Nobody's wanted to do it. Donald Trump's done it. He's been begging and begging and begging. They've been saying from Washington state, Seattle, the city, Chicago, the city, Illinois, the state, New York city, New York state. Oh no, we don't stay out of here. We don't want your help. Now they cut a billion five, I guess, from the New York Police Department. Well, you know, I guess that's just the New York Post had a pretty interesting headline about all this today. And that is that, oh, the thanks you give. uh, It is so it says the thanks they get as politicians attack the NYPD and slash their budget after decades of crime reduction. New York City Council approving slashing over a billion dollars NYPD budget. By the way, not enough for Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, the real speaker in the House. Advisor to Joe Biden. L.A. City Council approves the first step in replacing the LAPD with community responders for nonviolent calls. LAPD morale uh, sinks amid vilification and constant verbal battering of our profession according to the union boss out there, um, foxnews.com. Virginia Democrats are now proposing lowering criminal penalties for assaulting police officers. That's pretty sick to me. You have the Minneapolis mayor say you need to abolish bad behavior, but not the police. The odds, I guess, of him getting reelected are zero in Minneapolis, I don't know. You had an 11-year-old boy shot in Brooklyn, New York, uh, last night. 11 years old. By the way, I mean, how is he feeling today? Does anybody know? Do you know what his name is? Do we know the names of all the people in the Barack and Joe years in Chicago? That's, that's Barack's hometown. Barely mentioned it in eight years. A three-year-old girl shot in West Englewood, Chicago, Tuesday night as well. I know it's not exact. I'm not giving you the news you want to hear. I mean, who wants to hear this? That's our, na- our children are our national treasure. That's our future. We're failing them. Every, every, these cities, these states run by liberal Democrats for decades, they they are, they, this is an epic, spectacular fail, and nobody ever talks about it or reports it. Years ago, I scrolled names on, on my TV show. Names you've never heard of. All the people that have been shot. And murdered in Chicago. All the other ones shot and severely injured in Chicago. Nearly 4,000 dead when Barack and Joe were president and vice president. A you know, video of a, the aftermath of the Chop Zone shooting. I could show you that on TV tonight. Police now declare a protest in northern Portland a riot. We have the meat. We know how to get rid of crowds, you disperse them with tear gas. I've told you about new weaponry that I'd love to see cops and civilians have an opportunity and you use tear gas and pepper, pepper ball sprays, told you all about it. You know, there, I'd I'd rather cops have a better alternative. And if God forbid they ever make a mistake, you know, you know, as Feraldo said, you got, it's not comfortable. It sucks. You you flush your eyes out. It's painful, but it works. Non-lethal options. When you have this. Um we can fix our schools too. How is it we per capita? How do we put up with this? You know, if 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 government can't do this one fundamental thing, protect the safety and security of all of its citizens. Doesn't every single child, every grandparent, every mom and dad, every single human being Every American citizen, don't they have a right? Isn't the government there to protect them so that our neighborhoods are safe and secure? You can't pursue happiness if you don't have a safe and secure neighborhood. We know how to do it. This is the United States of America. We spend more per capita per student on education than any other country in the industrialized world with the worst results. the the third highest per capita spending city is Baltimore. Can you imagine 13 public high schools in Baltimore and not one single child is proficient in math? Okay, you go to all these these states and all these cities, and you have all these Democrats have been running these cities and states for decades, and they have failed. And we and they keep getting elected and by the way we have an election in 125 days from now safety security open borders closed borders wall lower taxes capitalism versus the new green deal better trade deals foreign policy drop money on the tarmac for mullahs in iran or peace through strength Sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, judges, tax cuts, it's all on the line. So I wrote Live Free or Die. America and the world on the brink, we'll release it in 35 days. Have have it up on Hannity.com and you want to see what it looks like. I didn't write it because I want to make money. Because I think this is it. Because if they ever implement what they've done in these blue states and blue cities in the country, and if they ever, ever implement what they say they're gonna do, we'll lose the country. And as goes America, let me tell you something, so goes the entire world. Yes, we're imperfect, but there's been no country in the history of mankind that has accumulated more power and used that power to advance the human condition than this one. We're not perfect, but we try to become a more perfect union. We learn from mistakes. We right wrongs. We correct injustices. That was the beauty of our framers and our founders. He gave us a path to fix what's wrong. We've done it, but not enough. We have to keep perfecting it. So the question is, as we now see Chicago murders, shootings up, we see it in New York City, shootings, murders up, Uh, Now a record, sadly, shootings across, uh, for example, the the city of Chicago up by 75 percent. Told you about New York. Now they're going to defund the police by a billion plus. Unbelievable. Um, New York City council members, you know, you literally have madness. Ocasio-Cortez, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez saying the proposed one point five billion NYPD budget slash doesn't go far enough. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Police have had it. I'm telling you, it is now, uh, their morale is at an all-time low. Let me tell you what else is happening. This was on Fox Business. If you saw the picture of Mark and Patricia McCloskey and, you know, when they went outside the front of their home after a gate was smashed down and people marching in front of their homes and they were out there with guns and, Uh, Fox Business reporting over 1,700,000 guns were sold in the U.S. in May. Record-breaking. 80.2% increase from last year, according to data released Monday, based on the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check system. Over a million were handguns. 535,000 long guns. I've been a pro-Second Amendment guy my whole life. I have a lot of guns. I urge people to get training please, before you even attempt to hold one. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, you know, we do have some good news today. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, with all the, the horrible news, I guess we, we get on a fairly regular basis to ever just pick your head up and say, oh, is there any good news out there? Well, I have some good news today to report. And we now have, uh, I first saw this, I think, in the Washington Examiner that what have we been talking about in terms of the shutting down the economy and a V-shaped recovery? Now, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think we'd see the numbers of jobs created w- that we saw in May, which was 2.5 million. Now, the expectations were about 9, 9.5 million job loss in May. So, again, models, experts, they were off a whopping 11.5 million million. Uh, jobs. But under President Trump, the rebounding U.S. economy has now created more jobs last two months than during any other two month period in American history. Just like the retail sales numbers came out at 18%. That's the largest number in U.S. history. Now, I know that we're getting hot spots. I'm concerned, like everybody else, about the hot spots. We've gotten better at dealing with the hot spots. And I know Dr. Fauci was out there. I I think the most frustrating thing about the hotspots, and and you know, um I know we're gonna have Governor DeSantis on Hannity today. It was supposed to be on last night. We had to change it last minute, but the, the, the hot hotspots, for some reason in Florida, something is happening where more young people are getting coronavirus. Um, Houston, Texas, another hotspot. Um remember, we had the hot spots in South Dakota, Iowa, Washington State, in in the meat. Packing industry in particular, and we did dive all over it. We had uh, Governor christy Noem on last night of South Dakota. By the way, Linda, did you see she invited me to be uh, a resident of South Dakota? I'd love to. Live I mean, in it South looks Dakota. good to me. <laughs> you know, nobody really understands. I actually would be very happy to go live on a ranch somewhere, never to be seen or heard from again. You know, when, when I when I one day go out into what the you wilderness, you going to do?
2: You going to walk around and talk to the cattle?
0: Yeah, honestly, uh, probably yes. Um, and I, I say this all the time and all my close friends say, yeah, you're going to be talking to yourself. Okay. You better never quit work cause you're going to lose it. And, um, and maybe there's some truth to that. People know you better than you know yourself sometimes.
2: Some some truth. Hmm.
0: Okay. You want to go ahead. Take your shot. You want to no, take your no, shot? No, take, your not shot. At all. take it. Don't why wait? Everyone else takes their shots. Not at all. I was just, you know, just some, okay. <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you see when, you know, they're fine. They're saying even Sean Hannity said he, he's, he's okay with wearing masks. I'm like, first of all, you always said
2: that you would wear a mask. That's not news.
0: What did I say? I said, now, look, I believe in freedom and liberty and I'm a civil libertarian. Leave people the hell alone. I, that's, you know, kind of how I feel in life. More freedom, not less freedom, less government intervention. I'm even so old school. You know, I, I don't even want to force people to wear a seatbelt if they don't want to wear the thing. I advise you strongly wear a seatbelt. It's proven it will save lives. And, you know, but the cars, by the way, they fix that problem for the most part, because every time you get in the car and you don't put on your seat, beep, 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 you know, drives me up a wall. Yeah,
2: it's actually very annoying. It's so annoying.
0: But it works, right? You put your seatbelt on. Yep. Um, what have I been saying? I, how long ago was it we put on? What was his name? Robert, the, the, uh, uh, what a great kid. The, I saw him every week in the epicenter at the height of Corona in New York. Uh, I'd go to my local grocery store. Everybody there, he stocked the shelves. I saw this kid every single time I went there. I haven't seen him in, in a while, by the way. And it's because I haven't been shopping as much. Um, just been so busy. And I'd t- say, he's such a good kid. Such a, and we put him on the radio. At my grocery store, at the epicenter of Corona, everybody wore a mask. The cashiers wore masks. The people you know, that were stocking the shelves, they all wore masks nobody in that store thank god ever got coronavirus i'm only giving you anecdotal information here so when i said i have no problem i to me anecdotally it works well the president didn't wear a mask well you heard joe biden yesterday do you know that if you get anywhere near the president or the candidate the ever weak confused confounded um joe you're all tested those are two people that don't have to wear masks well, Joe wears it symbolically. All right, we're sending a message. You know, if I have a choice between symbolism, Democrats are great at symbolism, and we're going to take a symbol, okay, and a guy that actually put the travel ban in effect 10 days after the first identified coronavirus case in America, I'll choose the action over the symbolism any day of the week. Because Joe was saying that it was hysterical and or hysteria, xenophobia, uh, xenophobic, and, and what did he say? Fear mongering. I'm like, really? Okay, two months and three days later, he said, yeah, maybe it was a good idea. Uh, you think, Joe? A little late. So I, instead of the symbolism, you know, like, for example, you always hear every two and four years that Republicans are racist, they're sexist, they're misogynist. You know my list. um, And xenophobic and homophobic and Islamophobic, dirty air, water, kill grandma and grandpa. Okay, that's the whole list. And, you know, then you look at, okay, Biden and barack well they had 8 years and i give you these numbers now mark cuban last night said why do you keep giving me the statistics i said because they're the truth he actually was defending obamacare last night did you see this i'm like i was going out of my mind that you know what part of the promise did they keep with obamacare none i can pro- i can tell you not one promise of the new green deal will ever be implemented It's all a lie. It is mathematically impossible, you know, financially to do what they're saying. You know, you just need a simple calculator. It's not that hard to figure out. It's like it wasn't hard to figure out Obamacare would be a disaster. It became a disaster. Millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their plans. We didn't save on average $2,500 per year per family at all. And uh, now we have almost 40% of the American population only has one obama care exchange option because all the health insurance companies said the hell with this right? they're getting out of it well now they, they want to force everybody into the system you can't even have private insurance we've had a poor dr uh josh umber you know he's got a health care cooperative i've been telling everybody about forever anyway long story short so we have symbolism and we have substance and the symbolism of well donald trump needs to wear a mask symbol all right fine I've been saying if it, if if me wearing a mask means I'm not that worried about coronavirus for myself, to be very honest. And I, I kind of have a view that in life, when your day's done, your day is over for myself. I'm talking only for myself. And that's just my belief. And that you can't add a second to your life that God gives you. That's my personal, deeply held religious belief. God gives life and you can't add a You know, the hairs of your head are counted Uh you don't choose your birthday and you don't choose your death day and we're all renters. You know, you could say, I own my house. I own my car. I own my watch. I own my jewelry. I own this. I own that. You don't own anything because the day you die, somebody else will live in your house, drive your car, wear your watch unless you take it into the grave with you, uh, which would be pretty stupid in my view. Why bury it, give it to somebody that can actually use it. Um, and it's just, you know, my own personal view, but, when you when you really think about that part of it, I'm willing to wear a mask because I don't want it. One thing's consistently been true in coronavirus. Everything else has been screwed up and wrong and messed up. And every the mob got it wrong. Everybody got it wrong on a 100 different levels. Everybody. And I guess that the models are wrong. Models are wrong. Now, I'm listening to Fauci yesterday and, and Fauci was telling us in March, don't bother wearing a mask. No, you don't need to wear a mask I'm like that was March 9th. You know, same with Cuomo early March, same with de Blasio. Then the March 25th, you know, mandate executive order, putting COVID patients in long-term care facilities and nursing homes. That's nearly 50% of the deaths of corona. The dopey governor of New York and the dopey governor of New Jersey and the dopey governor of Pennsylvania, the dopey governor of Michigan, all did this. But the one thing that's been consistent is that you want to keep this away from old people. So why does Sean Hannity say he's going to wear a mask? And I'm not telling you what to do with your life. I'm not. I'm not telling you to put on a seatbelt. I'd advise you strongly, wear a seatbelt. Kind of smart. You know, save your life. Why? Because maybe you have children. Your children would lo- like to grow up with a mom and dad. You could be severely injured or die. Okay. With the mask, if if... If I got this thing and I gave it to an older person that I happen to come into contact with because you're asymptomatic for a period of time, although the CDC flipped and flopped and flailed all over on that issue, too, and the same with the WHO. I wouldn't want to give grandma or somebody else. I don't have grandparents and my parents have passed away. I wouldn't want to give moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas the virus, which might put their life in jeopardy. I'll wear it for that reason, because it's only a tiny period of time. We're going to figure this out medically. I've been saying that from day one, too. I believe in, you know, we've sequenced this virus faster than we ever have any virus by literally they had the sequence in six weeks. We're, we're moving on the vaccines. We're moving on treatments. A lot of good things happening in the medical community. And or and if it means that I have to wear the mask to watch a baseball game outside in the stadium or go to a college or, or NFL game or go to an outdoor concert. I'm in. I'll wear the mask because I want to live again. Most of us want to live again and get back to as close to normalcy as we can. All right. Now back to the good news, because President Trump now has created six million jobs. These numbers out again, shattering earth record, shattering record, breaking job growth in May and June. And I'll read directly from the Washington Examiner, ADP. Wednesday reported a huge revision of $6 in its estimate of private sector employment for May. The data processing company originally estimated that May saw a loss of 2.7 million jobs. Wednesday's report today, meaning today, includes a revised estimate that the private sector actually gained 3 million jobs. The report also showed that private sector jobs and growth in the private sector continued in June with nearly 2.4 million jobs added, And the, you know, the battered leisure and hospitality uh, sector, which suffered massive job losses in the past, gained nearly one million jobs in June. As the economy continues to recover, we're seeing a different significant rebound in industries that once experienced the greatest job losses. In fact, 70 percent of the jobs added this month were in leisure and hospitality trade and construction. Small businesses with less than 50 employees also fared well in June as nearly one million workers were added to their payrolls. I mean, now the, the federal government's going to release their jobs report for June on tomorrow. Economists expect that, you know, we're going to have maybe as many as 3 million jobs created and added. And that the unemployment rate is going to jo- drop from, what, what was it, a high of 15% to 12%. They were, they were predicting 20%. You know, just like we were predicting 2.5 million dead Americans. Now, here's another little bit of good news, as long as we're in the good news part of the program today. The Democrats, you know, I, I know that if it's good news for the economy and, you know, well, it's got to be Donald. It can't be Donald Trump's fault for that. But anyway, the, there, I guess, you know, for them, if the worse the economy stays, the better it is for them. But stocks now I'm reading from CBS News. We know consumer confidence is soaring. J- record job growth for two months, shattering previous records. Then we have record retail sales, 18%. We've never had that number ever in history. Now consumer confidence is soaring, and we learned about the jobs from ADP, and CBS reports that stocks closed higher on Tuesday, capping their strongest quarter since 1998. Chief Investment Strategist Brent uh, shoot, I don't know how to say his name, at Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management said the market is being supported by the likelihood that there won't be a nationwide shutdown again. Broadly speaking, the market is reacting to economic data that is better than expected, he said. And according to Wall Street economists, retail spending in May, not only 18%, up 18%, a new record from its low in April. Mortgage applications for new home purchases recently hit an 11-year high. Sentiment among home builders plunged in March and April, had its biggest ever jump in June. That would be called the V-shaped recovery that we we're hoping we were going to get. Now we have, uh, let's see, the Consumer Confidence Report has come out. And the conference board's headline, Consumer Confidence Data, was expected to rebound significantly in June. And it did, smashing all expectations. Consumer Confidence with a 98.1 rating. Both current and future expectations surged. Present situation confidence rose to 86.2%, up from 68.4%. Consumer confidence expectations rose to 106 versus 97.6 last month. The move in confidence, the biggest jump since late in 2011. We're the United States of America. Guess what? We can keep our cities safe and secure. We can maintain order and we could create better schools for our kids, and we're gonna rebound better than anybody, and we'll also figure out coronavirus. It's an amazing country we live in. We're not perfect. It's the greatest country God gave man. Barry Farber recently passed away. No country has accumulated more power and abused it less than the U.S. We're not perfect. I always add no country has accumulated more power and used that power to advance the human condition more than the United States of America. And as we right wrongs and correct injustices because our framers and founders created that system to do so, and we've come a long way, we have a long way to go. You know, we can be a more perfect union. First, let's protect every child that they can grow up in a safe and secure neighborhood and get a good education because that will literally put the, the, the rungs and the ladder back in because they don't exist for many kids. Every kid has a right to grow up happy, don't they?
3: The scale, the scale of the loss is staggering. I don't know whose phone that is, but the scale of the loss is staggering. It's been two months since Congress gave them that money. Can you introduce me? Good evening, Tepa. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident All men and women created by Go, you know, the, you know the thing My name is Joe Biden I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate Look me over, if you'd like to see, help out Do you agree with me? Go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. Why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market make, in fact, pay a lower tax rate than someone who, in fact, is, uh, like I said, a school teacher and a firefighter? The Defense Production Act, critical, critical for delivery of supplies that were basically needed. Can you tell us what you would do to Putin if this is true and in general for what's happened in the past? I can, but I will not. But I will tell him. Where's where's the uh, the Wilmington uh, uh, the Delaware State News? I mean, Delaware News Journal, I should say. That's my hometown team. It's fundamentally different than pulling down the statue or going into the Lincoln Memorial and trying to pull uh, you know not Lincoln Memorial. I, 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 that, that's a bad example. The Jefferson Memorial and grabbing Jefferson off his chair. So I'm happy to take questions if you have them. gave me a list of how to recognize. Is Alex AP out there? Yes. I'm sorry, who was I supposed to go to next? Anybody? I gotta make sure I get to the, new, the Wilmington newspaper here before I leave here, I'll be dead. Last question, real quick. Some have speculated, You're sir, that, that,
4: you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline?
3: I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man
0: I'm running against. Americans are getting their regular cognitive ability tests. Oh yeah, I get it done regularly. Uh, That was beyond a little weird. By the way, Simple Man, if you hear Leonard Skinner, that means one thing, one thing only, and that would be all things Bill O'Reilly. BillOReilly.com. Sir, how are you? Um, You know, Hannity, I've been in cognitive
4: decline (laughs) since I've been five years old in Miss Dalton's kindergarten class in Levittown, Long Island. You know, I bet if we started
0: sharing long, stories, you wrote a book. What was it? The Bold, Fresh, Fresh, I don't remember, for whatever the hell a you called bold, it. Bold, Fresh, piece of Humanity. <laughs> yeah. And you got and this I'm picture sure, of Bill O'Reilly I'm when he was a entitled, kid. You know, the funny thing is. Subtitled Incognitive Decline. It, okay. That's you mean, got the new subtitle is there. You know what's amazing, though? I was incorrigible. Yeah. By the way, I'm still kind of incorrigible in the minds of some people. But, um. I I just would have imagined that, you know, if we grew up, I mean, you're a lot older, Bill. No offense, but just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> no, no offense? Well, okay, a little. Uh, listen, I'm a simple guy. These words come flying um, out just like Joe Biden has, you know, these brain farts every five seconds. Anyway, we would have gotten in a lot of trouble together if we were in the same school. You went to Chaminade. I went to St. Pius. You know, Um not exactly the school where you think you're going to have incorrigible people, but look what happened. Yeah, I mean, if you and I had teamed up in high
4: school, we would be in reform school. Remember reform school? <laughs> yeah. And when you got out of line, you went there. But, you know, it was funny because Biden, I, I submit to everyone on BillOReilly.com, where I live on television, that the the election is not Trump versus Biden. Do you know anybody? I know a lot of liberals. I don't know Any American that says I got to have that Joe Biden in the White House, I got to have him as the next president of the United States. It's all about we love Trump or we hate Trump. That's the election. It's a it's a vote on Trump. It's not Biden that has really anything to do with it. You know, I I don't know if people understand
0: that. There's so much truth in this. They didn't
4: want to run communists against Trump. By the way, if the protests had broken out before the campaign i think we'd have a bernie sanders or an elizabeth warren now as the nominee
0: i think you're probably right and there were there were moments i think both of us thought that either one of them could pull away um you know it it to me there's a part of this that is and i'm showing a vulnerable side of myself i actually feel bad for the guy and and i'm not i'm not i'm not pandering here I just feel like they're they're he's they're pushing him to his max and then beyond. And you watch and it's uncomfortable for me to watch, you know, an older person struggle like that. And I really do believe he's struggling. And uh, but but you're right in one sense. But on, an, on the other on the other side of this bill, it's never been this profound what's at stake. I mean, we're talking about law and order versus anarchy we're talking about that's right you, you know c- literally wealth confiscation versus free market capitalism we're talking about energy dependence forever or energy independence we're talking about uh secure borders or or no secure borders sanctuary cities and states or no sanctuary cities and states and amnesty and then you add to that judges and then you add trade and then you add foreign policy and appeasement versus peace through strength I've never seen such a divide. Um, it's never been this dramatic in our lifetime. And I really believe Bill O'Reilly, and I'm going to shut up after I say this, is that America, if it's Pelosi, Schumer and Biden and AOC, will be unrecognizable and I think unfixable if, in fact, they implement what they say they want to do.
4: I agree Um but i take it a step further than that i don't feel sorry See, for you're
0: Mr. not biden. simple bill but i said it simply um kid, okay, go ahead
4: all right i don't feel sorry for him he's allowing himself to be manipulated he's not running his own
0: campaign
4: now earlier this week uh there was a small news item i think most people overlooked it but i'm not me the simple man biden <laughs> hired a bunch of barack obama um apparatchiks to work in his campaign the reason is that his campaign is being run by David Axelrod. And we discussed this last week on the Hannity Radio Show. Axelrod, who works for CNN, is running the campaign. And they're basically say to Joe, look, you're the figurehead, but he's not going to be running the country. See, Biden's not a revolutionary. He's not a Black Lives Matter organization guy. He isn't. But he'll never stand up to them. He won't stand up to the socialists. He won't stand up to the people who want to tear the country apart, the defund the police people. He will never stand up to them. So it'll be Pelosi, Axelrod, and a few more, Barack Obama, maybe Mr. Obama himself, running the country if Trump loses in November. That's what it will be. So I've started a campaign, non-political. The campaign says, stand up for your country. All right. In 48 hours, we've had millions of people sign on to the campaign. Stand up for your country. We have stickers. We have all kinds of literature. And it's not about anything other than we believe America is noble. It's a noble nation. If you don't believe that, then kneel. Go ahead. Kneel. But we are going to stand up. We're not going to kneel. And this is our campaign. Now, Donald Trump, steps back and takes a look at the campaign and believes what we're saying, that we can be improved, we should improve ourselves. But essentially, it's a noble country. Washington, Jefferson, these people were noble people, even though they did bad things, All right? Even though they did bad things. On balance, totality, noble, they gave millions of people freedom. So that's what Donald Trump has to tap into if he wants to be reelected because it's a for or against Trump vote.
0: You know, I'm I'm taking all of this in and I'm I'm listening to you. Um, One thing that I can tell the audience about Bill O'Reilly is, you know, that's why I call him simple, because there's nothing simple about Bill. Bill thinks he's simple, but he's actually very complex. Um, But when it comes to understanding, I think, audiences, be it on television, radio, or or the American people and where they are at any given moment – um, I always listen very closely to what you say, and, and I mean that in every complimentary way you can imagine. And what I think, though, it's—I it, I just can't imagine that if America understands what's at stake, and the country—you know, we are an imperfect country. Man is a fault—as men and women, we're fallen. I believe that we're all children of God. Does race, creed, color, but we're all Americans, Bill. And every American should have the right to a safe and secure home. Every American should have uh, a good education so that they can climb the ladder of success and opportunity in their pursuit of happiness. I believe God instilled talent in every person. You and I just happen to have the same. Well, you you have a bigger gift than me. We both have big mouths um, and we love the country. And I think instinctively there's never been a better country in the history of mankind That has advanced the human condition. As imperfect as we are, we work always within a system created by imperfect people to become a more perfect union. And the beauty and the majesty of our founders and framers is they created that system to right wrongs and injustices. And we, we still have a long way to go, but we've come a long way, too. But people,
4: I say it's five to one. Americans believe their country is noble against Americans who think we're racist and a horrible, hateful country. Five to one. So the the presidential election shouldn't even be close. But the problem is that Donald Trump has alienated a lot of people for different ways. And some of it's unfair. Some of it's brutally unfair. But when you have a colossus media Mm -hmm. aligned against the human being, and every day they're trying to hurt him that'll happen all right i want you to stay stay on the
0: thought of the media bill if you don't mind i I gotta take a break um we'll come back more with bill o'reilly all things o'reilly and including his new campaign stand up for your country um it's on billoreilly.com you know you've been how many years now have you been in television radio etc
4: 46 and i started when i was 19
0: (laughs) by the way i started later i'm 31 and i thought i had a long (laughs) career um okay Has it ever been this bad? We've always known about media bias. Has it ever been this bad to you?
4: Never. Vietnam was the only thing you can uh, compare what's happening now to Vietnam. The media is pretty bad. Um, But now, um, because of the hate Trump movement, all standards have collapsed and anything's justified to get rid of Trump. A lot of this protest stuff is... um, allowed by the media instead of condemned because it hurts Trump. And anything that hurts Trump is allowed. Anything is good. But I think the essence of what you do on radio and television, what I do on BillOReilly.com is to say to the American people, your life and your country will change if Joe Biden is elected president. So don't make any mistake about that. What you respect, what you love about America will no longer be there. And your protections, your physical protections, i.e. police, will no longer be there if you allow the radical left to gain power in November. And that is the truth. And that's the message that not only you and me and other responsible people have to get out, but Donald Trump has to get out.
0: You know, why do you think that
4: nobody cares about Morning Joe? Go for the big statement. You like America? You think it's noble? Well, it could vanish within a year.
0: Why do you think, and we only have 30 seconds, that there's not a lot of us that have an alternative viewpoint in the media, but we are despised, and there are so many efforts to silence us.
4: Because we stand for traditional America, and the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NBC News axis believes America is a racist, hateful, white supremacist nation. So we stand in direct opposition to
0: them, and, and Bill, they hate Bill, them. every conservative I know. Finds such racism repugnant and repulsive.
4: Doesn't matter. We stand for America being noble. They stand for America being a corrupt, racist society.
0: I know that's my book, Bill. Live free or die. America and the world on the brink, and it's not a joke. BillO'Reilly.com. Uh, all things Bill O'Reilly. Simple man these are not simple times bill pray for the country thank you so much for being with us
4: all right stay strong
0: all right when we come back uh wide open telephones on a friday then later our pollsters john mclaughlin uh matt towery check in uh some interesting polls and what they think of the polls that are so anti-trump straight ahead i wonder
5: where do you think the race stands at this moment what keeps you up at night uh, as you look ahead and can you maintain this advantage without campaigning in a traditional way.
3: The Defense Production Act, critical, critical for delivery of supplies that were basically needed. Can you tell us what you would do to Putin I if can, this is true and in general for what's happened in the past? I can, but I will not, but I will tell him. Where is where's the, uh, the Wilmington, uh, uh, the Delaware State News? I mean, uh, Delaware News Journal, I should say. That's my hometown team. It's fundamentally different than pulling down the statue or going into the Lincoln Memorial and trying to pull, uh, you know, not Lincoln Memorial, that's a bad example. The Jefferson Memorial and grabbing Jefferson off his chair. Today, the U.S. hit a grim milestone of one million cases of the coronavirus. Uh, Back in late February, you predicted that the number of cases would go down to zero. How did we get from your prediction of zero to one million?
4: Do you believe that if those reports are true, that Trump is guilty of violating his oath of office?
6: Black unemployment went up by one by point
2: 0.1%. Asian-Americans unemployment went up by 0.5%. Uh, how is that a victory?
0: You are something.
2: If elected, how are you going to get Americans on the
7: same page?
0: I, You know, you, you look at the mob and the media, the biggest contributors... To the Democratic Party in this in this election, you know, but for example, the New York Toilet Paper Times story about U.S. intelligence that Donald Trump was briefed on 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 intelligence, that Russia was putting a bounty on American soldiers heads in Afghanistan. I yeah, none of that is true. None of it's true. The only one saying it is John Bolton. And uh, John Bolton, uh, frankly, has no credibility with me. And John Bolton knows exactly why he has no credibility with me. It is reckless, irresponsible, never-ending lies, smears, slander, besmirchment, character assassination, conspiracy theories, and hoaxes. This is now a force that no president, as, as biased as the mob has been in the media, it's never been this bad, Ever. And they are actively championing and they're an extension of all things radical, democratic, socialist and to destroy Trump every second minute, hour of every 24 hour day, every day since he came down the escalator at Trump Tower with Melania. It doesn't stop. And that would be called a campaign contribution by the mob in the media, because that's exactly what it is. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to our phones here. Top of the hour, we'll check in with our pollsters and much more coming up. We have an amazing uh, Hannity tonight, nine Eastern, Fox News. Uh, let us start, shall we? With uh, Kevin is in Ohio. Kevin, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. How you doing, Sean? It's a pleasure speaking with you. I'm doing well, thank you. And 125 days to go. We're going to be watching Ohio very closely uh, that night.
4: Well, uh, yeah, we are, and I hope we win. I don't understand why we don't have any education for our public officials before they get elected as
1: a requirement.
4: For instance, like a curriculum for, uh, you know, for somebody that's going to be running a city like a mayor or a governor of a state or even a congressman or a senator, for that matter. You know, for instance, maybe the the mayor ought ought to do 10 days with a beat cop, you know, 10 days with a detective, 10 days with narcotics. 10 days with the state police to see how it feels to get out there in the field.
1: You
0: You know, know. I've done these what they're called ride alongs. I've done them with police officers. I I did it going back many, many years ago. And my my cousin, he now lives down in Florida uh, when he was a a police officer in New York. He started out with the housing police and then he kind of navigated to become a detective first grade. Uh, literally went in when he was 20 years old and out with the best deal at 40. But he, you know, puts his life at risk every day, and all those rules have changed. What an, you know, I think the New York Post captures it. What an insult, because the cops in New York, by the way, like most big cities, a majority minority uh, a police force. You know, for example, in Los Angeles, 60 percent of police officers are uh, Hispanic Americans. Now, you know, I, I know identity politics is big in everybody's world, but, you know, th- that is the narrative. I always talk about the 99 percent. You don't become a cop if you want to make money, Kevin. You do it because you have a calling. If you want to be a firefighter. If you want to be a nurse, if you want to you know, whatever, a good teacher. Um, it's a, usually a calling, a pilot. Sir, I know all my friends. They just they, they do things because they wanted to do them since they were little. I didn't know it when I was young in my early teens listening to talk radio late into the night and frustrating my mother and father that I could ever even get on the radio. So it wasn't really a dream. It just was, wow, I was fascinated by it. It wasn't television. It was radio. And my father, my father, he'd go, I'd hear him stomping, you know, out of his room into my room and I'd pick up a book. Hi, dad. Goes, turn that thing off. Don't think you're tricking me. Um, but I don't, you know. Everybody I know that does something in life that they're passionate about always does better at it. And I always say to younger people, when that seek my advice and counsel, if they when they do, I say find something you love and find a way to make money at it. That's the answer. Because if you love it, it's not work. And all of us, in some way, we provide goods and services that people want, need, and desire. You know, being able to walk in another person's shoes. That's called empathy. Understanding how hard a police officer's job is is important. You know, like, for example, if you're pulled over, just remember that cop may sound tough, but he has no idea what he's walking into. And, you know, in these situations where there's rocks and bottles and bricks and Molotov cocktails and I mean, over a thousand cops now injured. The morale is in the sewer. Who wants to do this job? I wish all of us could just take, that's why I didn't want to see cops taken off the air after 32 years. I think the more that we know about the jobs that they do every day, the better off we're all gonna be. And it's just simple to me, it's a a simple understanding. Um, Anyway, Kevin, good call. I mean, think about it this way. Do you really have to, like for example, when my mom had stage four breast cancer, and, you know, I, I wasn't living in New York at the time. And she's going through all these treatments. She double mastectomy. Then she had all these lymph nodes. I think it was like 20, Linda, twenty, twenty-one, something like that. Uh, wasn't looking good. Then it was chemo. Then it was radiation. They half kill you to save you. Uh, she didn't die from this. They actually, she actually lived beyond that and was not easy. They've gotten a lot better at all of these cancers, thank goodness, um, and thank God, because uh, you know, one day I think we're going to look back at how we used to treat cancer as almost like the, the Stone Age, uh, because we're making so much medical progress. Um, but do you really have to go through that to 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 kind of know this is just god awful? It's terrible. Um, you know, I, I I I. It's called empathy. It's yeah, cold. I mean
2: my mom had breast cancer also. She's a breast cancer survivor. Yeah.
0: And by the way, it's 1 in 7 women, just so you know. It's one. just
2: too many. Too yeah. many. I th- I don't think there's a person listening to this show right now that does not know somebody who had cancer. It's it's a horrible disease. We I feel that we're closer and closer every day to a cure and I'm just hoping that they allow people more ability to be to be tested with these, you know, new trials cuz it's just it's heartbreaking.
0: It is, it is beyond heartbreaking. And I'll tell you, when you see it and you watch somebody and you're going through it, how do you not feel sorry for them? Like, I, I I watch, there was, who was the, it was the guy out in Seattle. And there's a picture that I saw. I didn't see the interview. There was an African-American teenager killed in the chop uh, summer of love zone. The father's name is Horace Lorenzo Anderson. And he's the father of this 19-year-old young man that got shot and killed inside the CHOP zone, the Summer of Love zone. And it was the first person killed in the CHOP zone a week ago. This is when the cops, remember the first shooting, they were begging people, can we please go in and just offer assistance? Which they weren't letting them in. And seconds matter when somebody's shot or somebody's having a heart attack or a stroke. And he spoke out late Monday after another young African-American teenager, this time a 16-year-old, was also killed in the CHOP zone. And another 14-year-old was wounded in the CHOP zone. And he says, look, I've not been sleeping. You, you see my eyes. I've been crying. I'm trying not to cry on TV. And he said in a press conference, this was reported by a local Cairo radio in Seattle, this doesn't look like a protest to me. He said, this looks just like they just took it over and said uh, we can take over uh, whenever we want to. And he literally is imploring people, you know, please, it's time to bring in the National Guard. Finally, we got movement today. Now, is it because the dopey mayor actually had the protesters show up at her house and she was so scared and offended by that? Is that what it took to get her empathy? You know, her re- the ridiculousness. Of, of saying that this is a some Oh, how long is it going to go on? Oh, it could be a whole summer of love. And then the mob and the media, both fake news, CNN, MSDNC, live on the air, have the reporters say the exact same word. It's a festive zone, festival zone. You know, it's a festive atmosphere. Both cases, the the people in the zone that were listening to the live reports, it, it's not a festive zone. And they're literally you know, chasing them and they're walking around in circles while they're live on air. And yet they continue to report it that way. During the protesting, we didn't hear talk about COVID-19, but if you have a rally, Donald Trump made a big mistake. He should have called his Oklahoma rally a protest. Then there wouldn't have been any discussion about COVID-19. That's how nuts we're, we've gotten here. Um, I look at this poor man. He lost his 19-year-old son. Now, think of think of that. I've said during George Floyd, I said, imagine if that was your child with a police officer's knee on your child's neck, you know, pushing your face into the pavement, you know, screaming, I can't breathe. And he's in handcuffs. And it goes on for what? Nearly nine minutes. You know, imagine this father. Imagine all of the children in Chicago and all. Well, anybody killed in Chicago throughout, you know, Obama and Biden's term. And they did nothing. You know, how do you think all those families feel? I, it's not hard for me to imagine because you asked me. I don't know if I recover from that. Not that hard to figure out. I'd like to consider myself a pretty tough guy. Lynn, I'm a pretty tough guy, right? I mean, yeah. I take a lot of income. I would say so. You know, you you, you want to? I mean, that there's certain things in life that will bring you to your knees, and you may never get off the off the floor again. Losing your child is one of them. This these this can stop. We're the United States of America. We, we li- literally, you know, we beat fascism, Nazism, communism, imperial Japan. We did that. We lost a lot of brave men and women, the, the national treasure of this country. Are we saying that we can't protect big cities? That we can't create better Better schools for all of our kids. How do how do you live in a neighborhood where you're never safe or secure? We can't fix that. How do you how do you keep electing people for decades that allow that to continue and you don't do anything about it? Back to our busy uh, telephones. San Diego Cogo Radio. James next. Sean Hannity show. What's up, James? How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. What's going on?
6: Well, out here in good old California, we got Governor Newsom telling families that they're the cause of the covid cases being rampant in our state and our certain counties he's actually yesterday came out 12 30 and decided to everyone that it's because you're associated with uncle joe and you're dealing with aunt may and not wearing a mask and anyways he doesn't want to admit the fact that the riots is what caused all these these cases to spike like they did and then he wants to basically cancel July 4th celebrations for everybody. So that's what we got going on out here, Hannity. Well, I, I love your
0: show. show. Listen, you I'm so going to tell you what you can do. You know, San Diego happens to be one of my most favorite cities in the entire country. Amazing place. But you know what? Maybe it's time to reconsider California. What do you think? <laughs> well,
6: unfortunately, it's a conversation we've all had. But our, uh, my occupation just can't leave. Can't go and pack up over to Texas where I want to go or Florida.
0: Well, you'd be surprised. Be I'm yeah. telling you what I have learned with my staff during with teleworking, for example, you know, and I know this also is the same at Fox News. We know exactly how many seconds any individual employees online doing their job. There's so many people now. Look, we're going to always need meat packers, for example, and butchers and manufacturers. And, you know, certainly you, you can't make a car if you're a car manufacturer at home. But there are so many businesses where you can work from home, and I'm telling you, people are doing. It. What kind of work are you in?
6: Uh, I'm a finance director at a dealership out here, and so hard to work from home. I gotta.
0: Yeah, what dealership. kind? Of, what kind of dealership uh, is uh, it?
6: A Toyota. It's a Toyota dealership.
0: Right. So aren't they building cars in the U.S. now too? I think. Where are they? Tennessee? I'm not for Alabama. I'm not sure.
6: I want to say it's Atlanta. I mean, I'm, I'm Alabama. I don't know exactly where.
0: No, no worries. Listen, I I get it. But uh, anyway, I wish everybody the best. I will say this, and I, I got to run here. Is Anecdotally, I talked to a car dealer a friend of mine. Said business has been booming, and in, in the New York area. But you know, at lo- so these are tough times. We'll continue.
3: I'm happy to take questions if you have them. He gave me a list, of how to recognize. Is Alex AP out there? Yes. I'm sorry. Who was I supposed to go to next? Name? Anybody? I got to make sure I get the the new the Wilmington newspaper here before I leave here. I'll be dead. Last question real quick, some have speculated sir, that, that, tra-
4: you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65, I don't have word recollection that I used to have, I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive
3: decline? I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you all got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. Unchain Wall Street. They're
4: going to put you all back in chains. It's a long way until November. We got more questions.
3: You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
0: Okay, that's Joe Biden. Uh, then we got the whole segregation integration busing uh, issues, support of Robert KKK bird issue. By the way, none of those questions came up, but you know, I'm I'm glad to know that we now have a message from Joe and that is Joe gets the every week forgetful Joe. He gets a cognitive test regularly. That that is so reassuring to me. Uh, All right. So we've been hearing from the mob, the media, all about the polls, the polls, the polls. Now There was another poll that came out yesterday that I don't think anybody reported that had the president winning in Wisconsin uh, over Joe Biden by one point, um, certainly within the margin of error. But that poll is out there, too. Uh, I've seen other polls by people I respect that are not quite matching up to the polls of of some of the, quote, news organizations and You know, I I find a lot of problems uh, with those polls. But being 125 days away from uh, Election Day, when you become the ultimate jury, what do these polls mean? If anything, John McLaughlin, pollster, strategist, Matt Towery, syndicated columnist, attorney, pollster. We dragged him out of retirement. He tried to retire. We dragged him right back in. He's never going to retire. Welcome back, both of you. Uh, Okay, Matt, we'll start with you. Uh, You've been very cued into as john has been the the flawed methodology of of polling uh but with that said in my mind i i always like to think that we're down by six it's the two-minute drill uh a republican's always got to run the table and win florida ohio georgia north carolina pick off pennsylvania and michigan and and wisconsin and hopefully minnesota hold Arizona, maybe take Nevada, New Mexico, and don't forget about New Hampshire and the congressional district number two in Maine. So that's where my mind is right now.
5: Well, you covered it. I mean, you've got the states. Uh, I, you know, my thought is this. We, we talked last time. I, I'm not going to pretend that the polling, it, it, relatively speaking, has shifted in a more precarious uh, direction for the president. I'm not going to say that it means he would lose. Um, what I will say is the, the, I usually give Donald Trump, on average, three points uh, for any poll, no matter how flawed or great the, the poll is. And three points to him means three points from the other candidate. So that's a six-point spread, because I, don't, I happen to believe there are very few undecided in this country. We see undecided, but that, I think you really just have a shift from one side to another. That said, I think, I think the president is – I want to make this point, because I'm, I'm preaching this over and over again. The president is not running against uh, uh, Biden. That's very clear. If you were running against Biden, and this were a regular year, we'd have headlines today saying, Biden says he's tested constantly for his cognitive abilities. We have none of those. He's running, as you point out over and over again, against the media in this country. And I think the one thing that has to happen is the paid advertising from campaign and all the groups that support him need to be pointing out the reality of the world that Donald Trump li- lives in because they're not getting it from most of these media sources. And uh, the point being, exactly what you said, It played earlier about the cognitive testing. He made that statement. That would have been a huge issue had Donald Trump said it. And Eric Trump said that last night on your show. But it's not an issue at all for this media. So someone else is going to have to educate the public as we go to the to the last quarter of this of this battle.
0: To finish my analogy, you know, for the Republican to win the two minute drill, no timeouts, that means you gotta cross the plane. Linda does not know what that means, uh, and then kick the extra point to win John McLaughlin. And I think Matt is right, the the single biggest contributor is gonna be the mob, the media. They're right. all in. Yes. I mean, they have they they want more than anything to defeat Donald Trump.
1: Yes. And four years ago, remember, we were the only ones saying he could win we said it on 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 your show i mean all the polls this is like deja vu all over again if you go back to the real clear politics website there's 173 polls from may of 2016 to election day national polls trump was only winning in 13 out of 173 polls at this point in time the washington post had us down 10 points nationally they gave us only on the real clear politics site only 164 electoral votes guess what in october they didn't get any better because they're doing the same polls of adults, registered voters, not likely voters. They're not using voter lists. They're just randomly calling people. And guess what they had four years ago? In October 13th, NBC had Clinton up 11. October 14th, Boston College, you should stick to football, had, it up, had Clinton up 10. Monmouth College had Clinton up, this is October 16th, up 12. ABC on October 23rd, Clinton up 12. October twenty fourth, the AP had Clinton up fourteen, and on election day, the New York Times five thirty eight gave Hillary a chance eighty five percent she was going to win. The exit polls came out wrong. You had you had Frank Luntz on your show saying on election day we were going to lose. Or, or it he, was, he, he was was in it Times out. Square,
0: and it was about I think a little after six p.m. on election day. Yes, sir. He said it was over, and
1: Trump lost. Right, and and we're on your show saying no, we can. If we get the vote out like you said we sent him to five or six cities a day he campaigned from 6 a.m. to midnight and the president left no vote unturned and we won a very close election uh, 78,000 votes out of 139 million a record turnout and we won 44,000 in uh, 46,000 in Pennsylvania 22,000 in Wisconsin 10,000 in Michigan, and we won. Four years ago, they didn't think we could win. So they were believing their own bad propaganda. This time, they are afraid Donald Trump can win and they are trying to suppress our votes so that we give up. It's the same bad polls. It's deja vu all over again. The only difference is the media is doubling down and they are working like the press campaign or the press secretaries for Joe Biden right now.
0: It's never been this bad. And, you know, the question is, as I said, you got to thread a needle if you're a Republican to win a pre- the presidency because you start out, you start without the, what, 54 or 5 electoral votes in California and and you're not going to win Washington state or Oregon. And you're not going to win uh, Illinois and New Jersey and New York. That's a lot of electoral votes right there. And you got a lot of states you got to hold, Matt Towery. Um, it's not, it is it is never going to be easy. And at this point, one question you said, it's not going to be about Joe Biden. But the country is already saying in the Zogby poll, and I believe it was the Rasmussen poll that came out yesterday, it was in the Washington Examiner, that they believe the, that Joe Biden has dementia. Those are, that's, what, that's what the poll is asking. Well,
5: that's interesting, because and so, let me just say this. So I constantly, people say, oh, why did Trump say this? Why did he say that? Let me make it clear. This is the best presidential candidate that I, in my lifetime, certainly in my adult lifetime, when I've dealt with him in the past or whatever, he is the best I have ever seen. The, the important thing is that his message has to be broadcast beyond just Donald Trump. And people have to understand the context from which he is reacting because they're not getting the real word and the real news. But to, 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 to the point that John made, elections are about turnout. And that's why John and I were predicting Trump would win that day when no one else was. And it's why you, you Sean, believe that what we were saying was right, because you know they're a function of turnout. I think there's a Certain percentage of people who will not tell pollsters they're going to vote for Donald Trump, and certainly in this environment, they are probably saying the complete opposite because they're talking to a live interviewer. It's on a cell phone. They don't know who. They they don't know what the context is, and they're quite frankly afraid.
0: You know, I, I understand and I believe all of that, but I think when you know when you think of all that they've done to bloody up this president and the lies, the smear, slander, besmirchment, character assassination, the conspiracy theory, the, the hoax, the impeachment, um, it's been an awful lot to deal with. And then add the worst pandemic since 1918. Uh, John McLaughlin, and you know th- he'll never get credit for saving New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, And because none of those states did anything except put old people in harm's way, um, it's frustrating uh, on a lot of levels. I cannot and I don't think anybody can say with any certainty, although it would be great to see the media choke on the words, we can now project that Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of
1: the United States. That would be worth the price of admission. Absolutely. And by the way, when I repeated a similar litany to the president and told him his base was still rock solid with over 90% of the Republicans voting for him, a 46% likely voter national approval, he said to me one thing. He said, And you left out they tried to impeach me for two years. So, it, considering everything he's done. I, I hate through, to say, I hate to correct the president, but it's really been a four year campaign. Yes absolutely absolutely but 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 when you think about it by the way the issues are uh, he's got courage and the issues are turning his way in that national poll i just mentioned to you we did a poll for secure america now and we asked them do you think defunding the local police is a good idea or a bad idea the majority of americans said bad idea 5730 and guess what the new york city council decided to do yesterday and that included by the way 43% democrats 34 African-Americans, 48% of Hispanics. Bad idea. And the key is, do you think defunding local police would cause crime to increase? 68% said yes. And that went across the board by every political party, every ideology, including 53% of liberals, and 47% of African-Americans, 69% of Hispanics. I mean, what are they thinking? And they're handing Donald Trump this issue, and he's tweeting out on it today, because he's going to stand behind law enforcement and he's going to make us feel safe. Joe Biden won't. Joe Biden won't stand up. He hasn't that press conference you were talking about, the travel ban in China. They never asked him about it. He's criticizing the president for coronavirus and never mentions that he was against banning travel from China. They don't ask him where he stands on defunding the police. And guess what? When he said he goes through testing all the time, they didn't ask him to release any cognitive tests. Because know, if it's that testing or other testing he's got, but he doesn't probably remember either.
0: So stay right there. Our pollsters, Matt Towery, John McLaughlin. All right, as we continue, our pollsters, Matt Towery and uh, John McLaughlin are, are with us. All right, so Americans are deeply unhappy with the state of the the nation. You know, we're struggling with a pandemic, economic recession, anarchy. Uh, we saw what happened to the Chop Chaz Summer of Love Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone. I guess the mayor didn't like it when all of these uh, anarchists showed up at her house. Oh, now all of a sudden she has shifted her tone and look what happened today. Um, those issues, there's such a distinction between them, John McLaughlin. It th- This is the biggest choice election in our lifetime.
1: Absolutely, and it, it's probably the biggest since the Civil War. And and when you think about it, what happened in Seattle was tragic because the mayor acted because a 16-year-old boy was shot. Uh, happened to be an African American boy was shot by these guards in this in this chazone, and no one is no one is out there rioting or looting or anything like that. If this poor boy died, and no one is calling for a civil rights investigation. But the Department of Justice ought to send their people in to make sure that's done. And in the meantime. They're out there still wanting to take Boston, wants to take down a statue of Abraham Lincoln. I mean, Abraham Lincoln, if they can change the values and history of this country, I mean, they're trying to destroy it. And President Trump is standing up to make sure we have a country left. It's very important. Yeah. Matt, what your take on it? My take is this. You know,
5: everything John is saying is true. and And we find how ironic it is, how out of step it is. I think the one point that I continue to make is is that if most Americans who look at scan amounts of news media that they get off of social media some watch the network some watch some read some papers but not a lot If they're looking at everything through the prism of the biased media that we all discussed at the beginning of this, a lot of this they're never going to hear. So one of the things I advocate for for the president, people who support it, is that they become the news media. Someone in this country has to counterbalance what these people are seeing, whether it's the PACs or the campaign or whatever, so that they see the news of of the reality that's happening. I think once they're in the reality of Donald Trump, they'll certainly understand why the president's taking the positions he is. The law and the order and the like, it's so necessary, but it's necessary we educate the public, and we've got about 130-something days, 140 days to do it.
0: Actually, it's 125, but I don't—who's counting? What's, you yeah, know, a few days among friends? You know, <laughs> if you're a Democrat, it's 140. If you're a Republican, it's 125. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Hannity suppresses vote. I can see the articles now. Uh, All right. Matt Towery, John McLaughlin. Thank you both on a Friday. When we come back, wide open telephones as we continue.
5: Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez of New York put out a statement that she said defunding the police means defunding police. It does not mean budget tricks or funny math. It does not mean moving police officers from the NYPD budget to the Department of Education budget so that the exact same police remain in schools. That is not a victory.
4: Your response. Well, she's just wrong. Uh, the facts are we took money from the NYPD, put it into youth programs, we are reducing the size of the NYPD, but still in a way that can keep us safe. We found a way to keep our patrol strength consistent. And keep people safe while saving a lot of money, reducing overtime costs, figuring out things that the NYPD should not do anymore that could be better done by civilians.
5: A federal court ruled that you and Governor Cuomo violated the Constitution by restricting religious services during the lockdown of the pandemic.
0: Uh, Yeah, Okay. well, let's let's just go over all of everything that that is being said in this whole thing here. You know, Comrade de Blasio banning religious gatherings, but not the protests. You know that's comparing apples to oranges, and oranges. Yeah, I don't think Comrade De Blasio has a clue, Linda. I don't know if you noticed last night. I said, take a look at New York City. They cut a billion dollars, a billion dollars. You know, the New York Post I have in front of me. The thanks that they get. Politicians attack NYPD slash slash their budget after decades of crime reduction. I'm like, that is that that just captures the moment.
2: You know, and Ethan and Ethan and I were talking about this today, and um, you know, as people, so you don't
0: talk to me about it, you talk to Ethan.
2: Well, you know, sometimes you're busy and you don't want to hear my uh, dissertations and my you know response on the news, so I save it for the air, so you can you know react, you know, and everybody can hear your immediate reaction. You should actually thank me for that; it's authentic.
0: Oh my gosh! You're anyway, welcome. it's okay. actually they're chopping 1.5 billion from the NYPD.
2: So, but yeah, they're taking it from schools and they're taking it from the, uh, homeless, the outreach. homeless outreach. So if anybody's been in New York City, which we are every day, then they would see that the streets are filled with homeless people. Homeless people have taken over the subways, the subway platforms, Amtrak, Penn Station, Grand Central. It's, it's a real problem. They're everywhere. If anything, we need to put more money into that, not out of it.
0: Here's where I see this going. And I said this on TV. Now, New York leads the nation in terms of Uh, People leaving the state, there's been a, well, you can even use the word at this point, a mass exodus in terms of population. Uh, You couple that with the stupidity and the incompetence over the coronavirus and then literally sending COVID-19 patients into nursing homes. Probably the dumbest decision, uh, the no bail reform where anarchists protesting, throwing rocks, bottles, bricks and Molotov uh, cocktails at the police, they they get arrested and they're out like in an hour because there's a no bail bill. You rob a bank, they let you out to rob six more banks. And every time you get arrested, they put you back in and they let you right out. Um, People are leaving. People see this and they're saying it's not safe and secure. Here's my prediction. The Exodus is now going to accelerate at a rapid pace. It will accelerate out of California. It will accelerate out of Chicago. And people are going to vote with their feet and leave these states, even states that they have lived in their entire lives. Now, I have no problem leaving New York State, except I have this little problem it's called a contract. and I need to fix that as soon as possible. but th- that's, that's yeah, where but I see you this know going. what
2: beyond, I mean, I agree, like your your situation is very specific. It's not like other people, but I've been talking to a lot of my friends.
0: Hang on you uh, Linda's been talking. To a lot of our friends, Linda. Of which you're
2: one, and you're welcome. So all that no, to apparently say, you're
0: talking to Ethan, and not well, me, sometimes I, I talk to you, I but depends on my mood. Well, but I digress. Go ahead.
2: So all these people that have been telecommuting, that have been working from home, you know, the I mean, I don't know how many Zoom meetings I've done. It's incredible, and they're now permanently stationed at home because they don't want to pay for the office space. So what you said, I guess it was like six weeks ago, you said it on the show, and you were like this is going to be a permanent thing. I mean, all of these high-rise buildings that are like astronomical rents, crazily con- controlled by unions, you can't change a light bulb without calling 12 people in a, in a building in New York City. And now, they're going to be empty. I mean, it's this is a real well, game well, think changer.
0: think of it, let's look at it from all sides here. All right, if you happen to be a business owner and you're paying these confiscatory tax rates, this massive regulation that goes on, um. Well, what did you just learn from coronavirus that you can have your employees work from home? You could change your headquarters where you don't pay the the high corporate taxes that they pay in New York. Uh, you won't have burdensome regulation to the extent that you have in New York and in any red state. Uh, the employees will love it because, you know, they're paying three thousand dollars a month employees to live in what is the equivalent of a closet. Uh, at least I, I know because no, that's
2: 100 percent accurate.
0: All right. So they'll be able to see they can get more wide open spaces, pay a lot less and maybe even actually own some property and, and live a healthier life and, and get some sun and, and get to see the stars at night and not have to worry about being killed in the process as crime now is going to continue to go through the roof, which we've been witnessing. So on every side of this, all it points to is in one direction. Get out. Get out of New York. And
2: and, and especially when you have leaders like de Blasio, like Cuomo, that are unable to take any responsibility. There's no accountability. It's all about, there's nothing worse than the lack of ownership, of responsibility, and the decisions that they've made—it's like if it turns out good, they can't wait to take the credit. If it turns out bad, they can't wait to pass the buck. And it's literally their op- their modus operandi every single time. There's no exception to this rule, and it's getting real old. So now we're saying, okay, it's all right. People can rob the stores, you know, all the stores up along Sixth Avenue, you know, where all the networks are. They are all boarded up. They're still boarded up. You can't. It's it's not a pretty city anymore. It's disgusting.
1: And
0: um, it's been disgusting for a long time. I hate to be. Yeah,
2: but we hit it so much better before. You know, now we, it's like we, oh, we hit you, it yeah, better.
0: We really I, did. I, I, just like I would argue that liberals had their real socialist leanings before and they always wanted to use the courts. Now they're just openly saying the most dr- bizarre, extreme Things that will dramatically change America. Look, look but think about this. If you're not safe and secure and the school system, let's be honest, in New York City sucks. It is so bad. And per capita, you're talking about the most money spent. It's not money. But they have allowed this deterioration for political reasons. The unholy alliance, as I call it, between teachers unions and And Democrats, they give money to help them get reelected. They get tenure. And whether they suck or not, you can't fire them. You have hundreds of teachers in New York City that get paid and never are allowed to even step into a classroom because of whatever reason. I'm just saying, if you don't have safety, security, and and you're going to tax people to death, and you're going to regulate them to death, and your kids aren't going to get a good education, you're going, good, smart people are going to say, I'm out of here. Watch the exodus. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I'm going to say this to all the people moving out of New York, New Jersey, even Pennsylvania. You know, I I can see Pennsylvania's are going to lose fracking if Joe Biden gets elected. And Michigan, look what's happened to Detroit, Michigan. They lost half their population. Um, It can happen. But if you're going to leave Illinois, New Jersey, and New York, and California and, and Washington and Oregon, and you're going to go to a red state, okay, you'll be welcome. Keep your liberal ideology that you come from there, wherever you're leaving. Don't ruin other states. All these people moving out of California, they're going to turn Texas blue because they turn Texas blue. No Republican can win a, a national election moving forward.
2: Well, I think I don't actually think that Texas will ever turn blue, but I think a big part of what we need to look at is just where everybody's pointing with the voting laws. So, you know. There's there's sort of like that that whole thing about you have to show your ID, you have to show up and you have to wait in line. You know, if we can wait in line at Home Depot, we can wait in line to vote. You know, there's a lot of this voting by proxy, by mail and You know, this is all just a way for us to circumvent and try to get fake ballots. And we need to be very, very careful about that that come this election, because, you know, the, the best candidate of the Democratic Party that they've been able to muster up is Joe Biden. So if all you have is Joe Biden, you're going to be looking at ways to work the system because you're in big trouble. you know this guy can't put put a thought together this is a very dangerous place yeah
0: he's he's having a little bit of cognitive uh difficulties i'd like to see the results of his cognitive testing can we can we release that
2: yeah he's having them often i'm like okay Uh, uh,
0: you know look i've had more coronavirus tests because of what i do for a living not because i want to have them uh and by the way biden said i didn't want to take a test from anyone i can tell you right now i can go down the street to the dock in the box and i can get a coronavirus test and guess what there's no line at all anymore, at least in New York. I can say that.
2: That's yeah, very um, true. Uh,
0: let's go to our busy phones here. All right, let's say hi to Kathy's is in the great state of Rhode Island. Kathy, where are you in uh, Rhode Island? I lived there five years. Where are you?
7: Uh, I'm in Jamestown, and every time you I mention Blount Marine and your time here, I smile and think, oh, I'll come back and visit because it's uh, changed a lot. You,
0: listen, <laughs> I tell you why I'm going to come back. I'm going to try and get there this summer. I'm going to try and sneak in, and I don't know if it's open yet. Because uh, I know that I know Rhode Island had a tough time with Corona, being you know sandwiched between New York and and Massachusetts. But yeah, um,
7: but now we're doing excellently.
0: Really? Is for excellent. example, yes. is Newport like is the haven. Is the wharf open? For example, the Black Pearl, yes. my favorite clam yep. chatter in the world.
7: You probably have to eat outside, but yes, they're back. So they have business. outdoor seating? Perfect. Oh yes, yes, a lot of uh, outdoor seating. Did you ever go there? Yeah. Oh yes, of course. It's right across it, the bridge.
0: Isn't that the best clam chowder you've ever had in your life?
7: Well, I like Galilee. I like the ones, George's and Galilee,
0: particularly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, I'm, when I lived in Rhode yeah. Island, I had no money. I had. To, does the old stone bank still exist there? Because I had $200 in the bank. No. I'd like to go back and get my <laughs> old bank statements. They, they, they don't. No, but, I,
7: I think they went to Bank of America or they okay. sent it to some other big bank. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I really okay, want to go probably. back and see how poor I was because I remember only having 200 bucks in the bank at the time. Anyway, but I did go to the inner Castle Hill like a couple of times. Oh. How great Ooh. is that place?
7: Oh, lovely.
0: Oh, man, it's yeah. amazing. All right. I didn't great. mean to take your time. Go ahead.
7: That's fine. I listened to you yesterday to say to someone that um, law and order is on the ballot. And in my opinion, China and self-reliance on manufacturing at home should be on the ballot. And that would also improve the economy. But the thing that got me was I cringed when I heard some about dismantling Obamacare at this particular time. I think 2018 was all about health care and that the Republican Party has to come up with a plan. And I think if you included long term care as covered by Medicare, that would be a winner for the Trump voters who are many older. And that is a big problem for the older population. But health care has to be part of and there has to be something like a uh, 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 hurry up and get this done proposition to present, because that's personal. People care about world events. Nobody can blame a virus on a president, whoever it happened to be. But health care is personal and all politics are local and people that resonates with them. And if that's missing and the Democrats capitalize on it again, I think they win.
0: I think you're you're dead on. And I think that there's always a risk. And I think that, you know, uh, like I was arguing with Mark Cuban last night. We got to get Mark on radio, by the way, so we have a little more time. Linda. Oh, I don't um, know, dude. Why? <laughs> we
2: well, you got some visceral reaction to Mark Cuban on, on social.
0: Oh, well, how don't know. I, how would I know? Because you, you you're you right. All I'm all sorry. My accounts. Yeah.
2: There, there's I, a lot of people who are team Hannity and, and they think they need to push back against these things. And they're your biggest champions. And they were not happy.
0: Not happy with me or him? Him. I mean, I did everything I could do to. Tell him the truth. He doesn't want to hear it. And, right. I, and I'm like, I said, to him like, how did you become a billionaire? <laughs> because billionaires are usually really smart. I'm like, what are you thinking here? And I'm not being insulting to him. He's actually a, a pleasant guy and a nice guy. And I think he's smart. Um, but anyway. All right, Kathy, will you do me a favor? Tell the people at the Black Pearl, Sean Hannity's going to try and sneak in there over the summer and say oh, hi. Yeah,
7: they'd be thrilled. They'd be thrilled.
0: Well, I, yeah. I actually ship. I've, you can buy Black Pearl clam chowder and have it delivered. But don't tell anybody.
2: Okay, mum's the word. Actually, we should tell everybody because it's COVID and they could probably use the business, so You know, that's probably
0: true. So it's a Black Pearl. You could actually order. They have cans and they also have, they'll send like frozen packs of it. You know who used to bring it to me every time he was in New York to do my TV show? Former mayor of Providence, he he passed away, uh, Buddy Cianci. Buddy Cianci, wasn't he a character? Oh, I
2: remember him. We had him on a couple times when I first came on board.
0: And it's so funny. um, Here's a guy that was mayor and became a talk show host, but in, in between he went to jail and he told the best stories about jail that I've ever heard in my life. He literally became the mayor in jail. He told I remember he told me one story, he goes, well, you know, one day a fight was about to break out and he says, hey guys, guys, what's this all about? He goes, well, he stole my toothbrush or toothpaste or something. I said, or toilet paper, I don't know what it was. And he goes, okay, um, well, how about this? How about guys, if you need something, why don't you come to me and why don't we all work together and why don't we all share everything and I'll do my best to get, you know, money in whatever money thing is that you pay, putting, you know, I guess for the, I don't know, commissary that you've in for the, for the prisoners and I'll try and help everybody out. and We'll all work together on this and we'll all have a good time and we don't leave here hating each other. And he did it. I mean, it's amazing actually. Um, just a dynamic, strong personality. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, the autonomous zone disappearing. We'll have a full update. Senator Cruz, Senator Kennedy. Oh, Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs is on. Geraldo Dambangino, Pete Hegseth, and uh, Mike Huckabee and Carl Rowe. 9 Eastern, E D V R Hannity, Fox News, and we'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow.